It's a bonus. Bonus episode. What you know about that? We got we're positively made a time here at the Not That Great Podcast. So we're just doing we're cranking it out. Alright, so welcome. And this episode of the Not That Great Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. You know what Anchor is? It's a podcast recording platform that we use here at Not That Great. First of all, it's free, so it don't cost no money. Anchor owns spot or out of Spotify owns Anchor now, so uh, we get our you know uh, episodes listed on Spotify pretty quick. Creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, and you can add Spotify songs to your podcasts as well. Uh, Anchor distributes. You can make some money. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. So why would you not use it if you're thinking about uh, podcasting, and if you can do it as much as we do and with the uh, immense quality that we um, exhibit, then fucking call Anchor or something. I don't think you can call websites. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, I don't think it ever was, if I'm being totally honest. But you can go to websites and go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started in the App Store or on the Google Play Store. Anchor, podcast, creation, stuff. That's not their official name or slogan, but if you're thinking about podcasting, download Anchor now. Today, on this bonus, we talking bonus, y'all. Well, I already said this, but earlier this week, we, you know, the Super Bowl was earlier this week. Tom Brady won a seventh Super Bowl. We're not going to uh, delegate or, um, you know, break that down any further than it already has been. But we saw a, uh, uh, I believe it was like a FanDuel graphic or something. We saw it somewhere on the internet. Ten goats, or nine goats, actually. And who's the goat of goats? That was the question. So this graphic was nine actual people and one question mark. Um, and the question mark is meant for you to fill in. Uh, someone that you would write in as a goat. And then you would rank the goats. And that's what we did um, as a group. Uh, we did a reverse scoring system. 11 of us here at the podcast. Logan Eater, Brian Goodwin, Tommy Brogan, Andrew Coleman, me, Alex Brown, Peter Longo, a new guy, Ben Perlman, Dan Taylor, new guy. The Ghost, Ian J. Lyons, and Matt Fox. We all filled out um, 10, ranked the 9, filled in the question mark with whoever we wanted to. And then we did a reverse scoring system. So, you know, first place vote is 10 points. Whoever got the most points is the consensus goat of goats. Me, Alex Brown, and Tommy Brogan broke down our consensus bracket or list or whatever. Um, we explained our positions uh as dubious as they were some people were not here obviously you know there's 11 i wasn't going to have more than three people on this podcast i didn't want 11 people yelling um but we dragged a couple people for their dubious positioning of people but those were all based on our opinions we also talked to each other about um you know the toughest thing that um befell us while doing this exercise it was fun overall but like i say in the um before we start talking this is one of the one of the most hotly debated um, and for the longest period of time debated as well um, exercises or you know arguments that have been had in the uh, not that great not that great Jesus not that great uh, Facebook messenger group so hotly debated needed to be discussed and the fact that we still talked about it for I believe over an hour um, and uh, still after this you know discussion that we had for damn near five days still able to you know get points out that we hadn't yet um 
is telling, and we think it's interesting. So you don't have to think it's interesting. You know, it's just, again, fat guys talking about sports, but, uh, well, fat guys and Tommy. Um, so that's the bonus this week. We still will be coming back with you on for our regular weekly episode this coming Monday. Um, and, again, me and Alex Brown are working on a little something. Um, and I think I'm going to go ahead and announce it right now. We'll be doing a... Uh, disc for disc recap kind of appreciation podcast watch along it'll be on a separate podcast feed uh for and when i say disc for disc i say that because we had to buy dvds for this show um that is not streaming anywhere and the show is homicide life on the street i consider it to be the best cop show of all time uh i'm hoping that my uh lifetime um opinion is validated by this rewatch i have not rewatched it in many years um, so me and Alex Brown are going to dig into that. And again, that's going to be a separate kind of podcast. Some of the guys might show up on it, but um, we have a singular appreciation for this show. So that's going to be name TBD. Um, so we're working on some stuff, trying to get uh, regular regularity back like we used to have a couple years ago. And for now, it's going well. Um, so you got that to look forward to. Uh, hoops uh, we're going to do on Monday. We're going to do a little catch up, um, which is something we do probably once a year because we always forget about it during football. Um, and uh, basketball. So, hoops coming up on Monday or Tuesday. Goat of goats. Who did we decide was the number one goat of all time? That's next. Have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day. Moose is in the house. Not that great. Bonus. Let's go. Make it a double. I can take it another. It's so hard to chase it, live up to, yeah, it slides away when you're running like my Uncle David, who never lived to escape it, the trouble you were about to cave in, give up to talking in your basement, we decided. Alright, so we were, we were not going to record an episode this week. Or well, well, later, not two this week, certainly, after having not recorded for five months, and now we're recording three episodes in two weeks. It's an output level for us that we are not accustomed to, but um, Alex Brown and Tommy Brogan have joined me for the discussion of what was and is probably the most hotly debated and discussed topic since... This podcast started since we have all these guys in that room. It used to be only like five or six of us. Now there's 11 of us and everybody but Rui Silva, who's on vacation right now with his wife in Florida. Happy birthday to Aaron. Um, hadn't appeared. Dear God, be safe there. Yeah, seriously. I told him, <laughs> I told him to just avoid, avoid a Florida man. Just stay away from uh, a Florida Just man. all of them? All just of them. All the Florida men? Unless you want to get stabbed by a meth gator, I would uh, steer clear of all Florida men. So... If you want to blend in, wear jorts. I bet Rui has those in spades just because he's, <laughs> no, he's a smart guy, right? Um, so here is the here's the thing. It's basically a not that great versus the internet kind of, right? It's an infographic, or not an infographic, but like a, a choose your own or order your own, whatever, graphic. And it's the goat of goats, okay? Ten boxes on this graphic. The boxes contain... Gretzky, Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Serena Williams, Tom Brady, Diana Taurasi, 
Lionel Messi. The 10th box is a question mark for you to fill in one. Again, I say one. <laughs> right in candidate for this list. Okay. And again, one. Okay. So that rule was broken. We all filled it out individually. And then we created a scoring system to uh, in reverse reverse points order, basically to decide a consensus of who the podcast group thinks is the goat of goats. Now, again, four people, sorry, five people don't pay attention to rules. Everyone on this podcast followed the rules perfectly. Main reason why I didn't invite anyone else to do it. Um, Cause Andrew would be in here talking about secretariat for 20 minutes. We don't need that. Um, so we, so what I did was reverse order. You link your list, your one through 10, you can put your question mark wherever you want. A couple people put their question mark at number one. So that question mark would have gotten 10 points, even if they're not some of the already named humans on the list. Okay. I think that's pretty easy to follow. With that system, we got three, six, nine, 13 people who scored points. And those are the people that have made the top 13 goats list. One of them only scored one point. So I don't even necessarily want to uh, count them. And I only had one vote. We only appeared on one ballot. Another of them scored six points, also only appeared on one ballot. So those are, those are not going to merit discussion. By the way, those people are Lance Armstrong with one point and Steve Williams, a.k.a. Stone Cold Steve Austin with six points. Um, and that is that was on Brian's ballot. Lance Armstrong, yeah. I believe, was on Peter's ballot. Oh, no, sorry. The, uh, on actors, but. Right. Oh, shut up. Um, on Ian's, on, uh, yeah, Ian's ballot had um, Lance Armstrong in the 10 spot. So, all right, first things first. Let's, before we reveal our actual order and our champion, let me kick to you guys. Al first. Um, what was the determining factor or the biggest determining factor in you placing Wayne Gretzky at the number one spot? Um, I mean, so really the thing with Gretzky and, and Jordan, they really are one A and one B, but Gretzky is the greatest in my opinion, because his numbers are just so completely overwhelming, even though he only has four championships. Um, he currently has 23 records that probably more than likely will never be broken, but I can give you 10 of them right now. Um, most Art Ross trophies in a career, which is 10, which means Gretzky led the league in points for half of his career. Uh, most goals in a season, 92, 92 goals over 80 games. Most assists in a season, 163. Yeah, that'll never get touched. Most career yeah. professional goals. This includes his time. The WHA is over a thousand. It's 1,072. Um, if you take away the WHA, it's 800 something. Uh, most career assists, 1,963. Mar most career heart trophies, basically most valuable player, nine. So that's almost half of his career. He was the most valuable player. Most career points, 2,857 three consecutive 200 point seasons, 51 game point scoring streak and 50 goals in 39 games. Now that is so entirely overwhelming. 
um, that the closest people to him, I mean, Yamir Yager had to play into his 50s to even get close mm-hmm. to anything that Gretzky did. The amount that he put up, the dominance, especially earlier in his career, and his continued dominance on a vastly lesser uh, Kings organization. Kings team, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he single-handedly always had them in the mix. Um, so I just think sheerly because of, like, Jordan's records are going to be broken. Probably not the 6-0 and in the NBA Finals, but basically everything else, you know. And it's not like he even was the all-time point scorer because he wasn't. Um, so that's that's why I give the nod to Gretzky, the great one. Tommy, same question. Uh, so for me, I'm definitely Gretzky number one, but it is definitely not one A, one B. That's Jordan. We'll get into that later. Hmm. But and it's for me, it's just because Gretzky is so he was just so overwhelmingly dominant. Like Al just listed off a whole bunch of stats. He was so great. The stats I have in front of me, he didn't even mention. Like that's like Gretzky. If Gretzky never scored a goal, he still would have recorded 11 straight 100 point seasons and four scoring titles without a goal. Damn. Yeah. A no grow. A no. That means a no goal. Gretzky would have had more 100 point seasons all time. He would have the most of all time with no goals and he'd still be tied for fifth in scoring titles. He won eight straight MVPs. Eight straight. The next consecutive. Yeah. <laughs> eight straight, eight consecutive. What's the difference? No, I, I was just <laughs> confirming. Yeah. Yeah. Eight consecutive MVPs. Bonds won four straight. Uh, and that is the closest in professional sports. Favre won three, I think in a row, Bill Wilt and Larry Bird all won three in a row. And yep. that's it. Uh, if, uh, what is the other one I have right here? Oh yeah. He's the only player to record a 200 point season and he did it four times. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I can just keep going, but one thing that actually really kind of shocked me, it's, I mean, he was already the greatest when I read this is like, so when he got traded, he, they won the Stanley cup four times when he was in Edmonton, got traded to Los Angeles in 1988. And that was a franchise I was about to, they they were done. I think they were going to move or they were going to, they were going to do something else. They traded him to Angeles and that, he, he saved that franchise. They had they doubled their season ticket sales the next season, the season ticket holders. They doubled up, and then three years later, they were playing in the Stanley Cup, and he went brought them to the Stanley Cup two more, uh, twice more. So for me, it's – and I have a bias towards individual sports, uh, like Tiger and Serena and whatnot, but this is just so dominating individually. It's – it's far away. It's Gretzky number one. Yeah. Hmm. I want to look at now. I'm thinking about how wrong was I? You were probably pretty wrong. Uh, Gretzky. I have Gretzky. In, I have Gretzky in fifth. Yeah, that's pretty wrong. That's very, and, um, <laughs> very wrong. You might as well have put Stone Cold in there. Yeah, I strongly disagree with that. Very strongly, as you, as you can see here, there are no wrestlers on my list. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sorry. I have one more. One more stat. I just, yeah, God. Gretzky could have ended his career with uh, a 1,370 game pointless streak, 1,370 games without a point, and he still would have been the point per game. Uh, it would have been a point per game player, like That's the leader in points ridiculous. per game. Wow. One like a point, like a goal or an assist. He could have gone 13 almost 
1,400 to the point, and he would still average one point per game for his career. You, you were choppy there, but I think we got the I think we got the gist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, am brown, and so didn't have um, a lot of experience watching Gretzky. Okay, and I I am I mean neither on, neither did I. Yeah, I neither. mean you know, hockey was hockey, and we all know how. And even basketball was treated this way, you know, in the 80s, 90s, you know, there's definitely stories about, you know, especially Bulls games being on tape delay and the finals being on, you know, tape delay and shit like that back in the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s. Um, but playoffs are always on TV, you know, or, you know, later when I'm in my formative years, I'm a good deal older than Tommy and um, Al and me are about the same age. Um but there is something to be said in the, the there's a an ongoing argument which may spawn a subpod of this pod about asses and seats is the main thing about it, but uh, global kind of um, impact. And th- like until we started, and I, even though his nickname is a great one, and still whenever you if 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 someone says the goat in sports, now you might be saying Brady, but in the eighties, nineties, the, the, the synonymous name is Jordan. Um, and I, I know that both of your, both of your um, points are valid and all those statistics are absolutely stunning, but I think that I'm ascribing more global game impact to, um, to at least to Jordan and my others um, except for, except for Lionel Messi, who I have a uh, knife, <laughs> the most popular sport in the world. So, um, I guess I would, having said all that, I would, I would move Gretzky as high as third, but, um, I would, I, I would not put him above, um, I wouldn't put him above Jordan. I'd put him, I would, that one A would one B would functionally be 10 and nine. That would not change the results that we have, by the way, just so you guys know, and so the listeners know. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I have to keep him there. But I mean, obviously, I mean, and if you ask me this question in ten years, if LeBron James or you it know, could be different, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but as of now, um, you know, probably the most global game behind soccer and the most famous player in that game, and the most dominant in that game when shit hits the fan and it's it's for something is michael jordan so more of a more of a global game than hockey can't argue that uh, maybe different parts of the world it's mm. like this all through europe and all I mean, well for most of the cold countries but like but the, all those countries all those countries universal as well all those countries have basketball too china doesn't hmm. oh hockey yeah yeah so last thing they need, yeah, the last thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, easy. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's all right. So let's um, let's move on to our next one. Who's who's yeah. next on our on our list? All right. We just cool. talked Jordan. Are we going Brady next? Um. Yeah, Brady. All right. So we might as well start revealing some names, and then we can start getting into their position on this list. Um, let's go with the ones who were not. Initial, who were not initially named, right? So these are the question mark ones. Now, I promised I would do this. So I'm going to do it as quickly as possible. I think you guys know what I'm getting at. So I'm going to name all the people 
that people put on this on their list, supposedly, even though they're only supposed to put in one. I'm sorry, I have to do it. Some of them are completely ridiculous. First of all, is Cole Tucker and Dominic Lariggio, are those Friday Night Lights people? I have no idea. Me neither. I think Brian made I don't them either. up. All right. Um, I have no, I'm not even, I'm not, it's not even worth a Google. Um, Andrew Mayweather, Federer, Walter Ray James, Efren Reyes, Bolt, Perry O'Brien, Emil Capitec, Karchkaray, Mario Andretti, and Dale Earnhardt. There's two drivers on this list. Go suck a dick. Sue Bird, John Brzenk, the arm wrestler, Joey Chestnut, Secretariat, Greg Luganis, Eddie Arcaro, Terry Balea, who is (laughs) Jesse Owens, Katie Ledecky, Flint Rasmussen, Lincoln Hawk and Scott McCall. I don't know who they are either. And he also has Ricky Bobby on his list. He can fuck right off. Um, I did not put anyone that I followed the rules because I made the rules. Al also followed the rules. Peter went one heavy. He has Babe Ruth as the actual legitimate question mark fill in. He has him at number one. Um, he had Bolt on his list as well. Usain Bolt. Um, ben put Usain Bolt at number one. He also named Katie Ledecky, Rocky Marciano, Pete Sampras. I ass- it just says Hogan, and I have said this in the chat, but I assume because of Ben's whiteness, he means Ben Hogan. I believe not- he means the hockey player. And not- uh, I mean golfer. Not- golfer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I meant golfer, not hockey right. player. And not Hulk Hogan. Michael Johnson, Carl Lewis, Babe Dickerson, Saharius, uh, Mark Spitz, Owens. I'm going to, again, assume he means Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, and not Terrell. Um, and Roy Hobbs from Roy The Hobbs. Natural. Yet another fictional character. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the last, the last uh, person is Hulk Hogan, uh, actually on Dan's list uh, outside at number 11. Now, next up on our list, we did one and six. Yeah, seriously. Like, dudes just couldn't, couldn't get anywhere. In, it took me four days. It took me four days. Yeah. Get everyone to follow the goddamn rules. And then I just got Ian's this morning. Um. <laughs> 13, 12. In 11th, we have Usain Bolt. He has 19 points. He was named on one, two, two ballots. Um, Tommy, you have him at number two on yours. Mm-hmm. Um, do explain. Well, I so I don't have as many stats here in front of me on him, but I really don't remember him ever actually losing. Like at all. I think he's set three or four world records, and every time he set the world record, he was breaking his own record. Mm. Uh, that, that's that's all I got. Like he's, I I do not remember him losing. I could be proven wrong, but I do not remember witnessing anyone be as dominant in track and field as him. And I track and field is what I I enjoy watching that a lot. So there's some um, there's some sub arguments that respond from this. One of them we already kind of mentioned which is um does global impact count in the great in the greatness conversation but the other one is what's a sport and what's a game um and i didn't put bolt on my list because as impressive as he is it's track and field is very athletic and i can't do it but it's not a sport Mm, sorry it's not yeah, I mean, I disagree with that. The reason Hard why I left that. Yeah, the, the reason why I left Bolt off, and the reason why I don't really think that Olympic athletes, specifically Olympic athletes, should really be involved in this, is because they have the opportunity to get multiple medals. Like for Usain Bolt, he's got eight, right? 
but it's in like the 200 meter, the 400 meter, the relays for both of those and like all of these different things. So you have the opportunity to win, to do a, a Michael Phelps or a Usain Bolt where you win eight gold medals all at once. But like, it's not, it, I, it distorts the relevancy. Like you can't compare a gold medal to a championship. Right. You know, which is why I kind of leave that leave that off that's why i had phelps uh next to last yeah i have phelps dead last mm. so yeah mm. um all right yeah, so uh yeah, bolt uh, just a google bolt at a 45 race winning streak yeah i mean he also broke he broke the speed limit in a residential area at one point during beijing <laughs> so like yeah. yes the dude is the, he's the fastest man alive. Um, but if we're talking goats, I think he's kind of, yes, within his world, but we're talking about like goat of goats here, you know? So I think, I think that kind of excludes him. Right. I mean, so, I mean, you said goat in his world. I mean, all of these players are goats in their world. Yes. Yes. I understand that, but it's, okay. I just feel like because of the number of events that he's able to do, it skews like what is a championship and you know a gold medal like it's just it's different yeah yeah if you're going off like pure just championship numbers yeah, yeah i can see it but if goats for goats i'm more like just all around dominance yeah no i get that i completely understand that argument yeah i mean i like i got i could i'm indifferent honestly bolt too i could have woods at two i'm i'm okay with either one hmm Again, um, that kind of puts in this what is what, um, what's a game, what's a sport. I don't think that golf is a sport either, uh, but I do have woods at two. So, um, and that's, that also in, like definitely takes into account asses and seats, popularity of the game worldwide and, um, you know, just straight up dominance um, yeah. of the sport for an extended period of time. Um, all right, let's move on to. I don't think I don't I don't see anything on Al's list that needs to be vigorously defended. Um, the, Adam Tiger under my what? What'd you say? I'd like to hear having Tiger under Michael Jordan. For me personally, I don't see, yeah, for you, like, yeah, for you, like, personally. Um, well, one not attacking, I'm just like asking, yeah, no, I mean, so. One, I'm just, I'm not a golf guy, period. Mm. Um, I appreciate his dominance and his impact on the sport. I, I personally am a little bit less of of the impact on the, the blockbuster status that, that Camille was kind of alluding to. Um, but he had a ton of success early on, and then it wasn't so successful and he has made a bit of a comeback he's he's won a masters he's had a couple of you know he won the val spar open or whatever but he he didn't he hasn't beaten jack nicholas um and i i feel like that counts for something now if he hadn't had so many injuries if he hadn't had a huge situation happen involving his uh his ex-wife smashing his car with a golf club i mean you know a lot of things could have gone differently but it did and he wasn't as sustained a dominant as he probably could have or should have been i'm not sure that the the 
uh, golf club wife incident and all of that um, is to be attributed to any physical detriment. Well, I think. Yeah, well, that's, no, no, no. I just mean like his life definitely kind of fell apart at that did. moment. It did. You know? I, I think that the way he played, mm-hmm. the way he plays the game is what you know. He could have he could have been a saint, and his body would still be he'd still be winning that U.S. Open on a broken leg. So, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. the dude just didn't know how to not grip it and rip it. He was just, you know. All power. Yeah, that back injury of his. He never should have gotten surgery on his back. Back, back that's knee. So far back. And like that's that the surgeries he's getting are like get you to a point till you get another one. They're not like you know he's probably gonna have to have like a fusion of some kind. It's like a full fusion of some kind at some point. At that point, that's that's gonna be. I'll see you in a champion store. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. Tiger ever playing the champion store though. Actually. Um, also, uh, by the way, just like I, again, I do have Tiger very high, but um, legend. <laughs> that documentary is real like homie didn't really uh treat his friends so good uh for quite some time in there but it's mm. probably it's it has it likely has a lot to do with his very strange upbringing yeah 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 um next up the list at uh i guess that would be 10th is Lionel messi with 26 points i don't i don't really think this merits any discussion none of us like soccer well i mean i can just talk about this really quickly which is why i had him so low Mm. so like so he's won everything domestically that there is to win in barcelona right he he started there when he was like 13 years old and he's just it's been incredibly impressive during that stretch but when he was doing all of this winning in barca he had uh guys like david via and ianesta and Yavi, but after these guys split up, which I believe was roughly in 2008, Messi especially has been pretty average in major international competition. Um, 2006, lost in the quarter uh, finals of the World Cup. 2010, lost in the quarterfinals of the World Cup. 2014, lost in the finals. 2018, eliminated by France. Copa Cups, he's not won anything basically since since he he split up with all these guys and so the best soccer players in the world have to be the dudes that can play with anybody and make the people around them better like Zinedine Zidane for France he made people better he could play with anyone Diego Maradona who another Argentinian just like like Messi i mean he had a raging cocaine addiction and still brought Argentina a world cup. Like, <laughs> so I think if you're talking about like the greats, especially of a sport as popular as that, um, I think that has to be taken into consideration because he just, he hasn't won the big shit. So you would um, say that you would probably say that he would be a dubious inclusion on this list at all. I, agreed. Yes. As the, as the sole representation of his sport. Yes. Correct. Tommy, what's up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had him so low. Everything Al just said, but also I had him so low on mine because it's arguably that he's not even the greatest in his sport. Because it's yeah. always between him and Ronaldo. depends on who you talk to. Uh, no one gave, no one here gave, uh, no one in the pod that took place in the thing gave Messi higher than eighth place. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think. So like, I, honestly, him and in there, I think him and Ronaldo are interchangeable. So he wasn't going to be that high regardless. Speaking of... Um, Dubious occlusions. There was not 
unnamed baseball player on the list. You, know, you could put it in as a fill-in, um, but there was not a – they didn't put a baseball player on the list. Um, how do you guys feel about that in general? Well, I think that's a product of baseball not being America's pastime anymore. And mm. that specific image that we captioned and have based this off of, um, like there is no clear cut guy right now, you know, Babe Ruth, who is considered the greatest, um, is so, I mean, you know, he's been dead for <laughs> 50 something years ballpark. Um, no pun intended. Uh, and then the modern day guys, you know, Bonds had all of his steroid issues. Nobody knows who the fuck Mike Trout is outside of like that dude who's occasionally in subway commercials. Like it just, they don't have the star cachet that they once did. Um, so it's incredibly difficult in terms of baseball to really think of anyone other than Babe Ruth personally. I see Tommy shaking his head and I'm, I'm going to try to, um, to explain because you, you shook your head at nobody knows who Mike Trout is. And I don't, I don't disagree, but there is something to be said for. Oh, commercial. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, no. So there's something to be said. Yo, Mike Trout could walk into any grocery store outside of Anaheim and that's, no one would know who the fuck he is. So that's what I'm getting at. We, you're the, Metropolitan areas are concentrated on the East Coast. He plays on the West Coast. He plays late. We're all in bed. I guess I can see people him. People don't see him. You see him, you see him on you see him on Sports Center, you know, a couple times a week probably. You hear about, well, this guy's really good. But unless he's playing your team, you're not, you know, seeing him yeah. every day. I mean, and I he guess, hasn't yeah, had any postseason accomplishments. That either. Yes, right, exactly. I guess I mean yeah. I'm a I'm a baseball guy, so I guess that's why I was like I mean, if you've got if you've got the package well, that makes sense. If you've got the package and you're able to choose to watch an Angels game all the time, then fine. But a lot of people don't have that. And he's right. right. Alex is especially right about the playoff thing. You know what I mean? Like if he's not, because yeah. everybody gets those games yeah, and they move those games so everyone can watch them. Right. So yeah. I would say more people in the, well, I mean, because he's an East Coast player, but everybody knows who Randy Arazarena is now all of a sudden. Like, oh my God, Randy Arazarena. But like, but do but they? I mean, baseball is not national anymore. It's like regional name, pockets. I mean. Yeah, but know? I'm just saying. I'm saying that name is currently, you know, or during at the end of the season last year, more people could recite you the name Randy Rosarini, what he did recently, than Mike Trout because he was in the playoffs, killing it, and Mike Trout was not. Mm-hmm. And all and everyone in the country saw him, not just mm. uh, you know, smattering on the West Coast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing is for why there wasn't more baseball players are in this case because I feel like baseball is a sport where it is really difficult for one person to completely dominate a game. Yeah. Cause all the other sports, baseball, soccer, uh, not baseball, excuse me, basketball, soccer, hockey, uh, football. We just start this year. One player can make an, in, an incredible difference. This mm. Buccaneers, they were seven and nine last year. They add Brady and they win the Super Bowl one player on a basketball team could make a loser to a champion. Same thing with hockey. There's just with, with the five guys there, one guy means so much more. Mm. Football playing, adding a quarterback, so much more. Baseball, not so much. I mean, mm-hmm. you have your pitchers. They're only going to pitch once every five games. Mm-hmm. And it's baseball is also a sport where if you fail 30% of the time, you're considered uh, – 70% of the time, you're considered elite. Yeah. So, mm. uh, it's yeah, I feel like that's why there's not so much of individual recognition in this 
setup. Fair points all. Um, ninth place was uh, Muhammad Ali with 37 points. Very, his, he finished last on four lists, including both of yours. Um, and I had him in uh, seventh. Why? I'm not sure why I placed him so low. Maybe it's just because I didn't see him fight. That probably has a lot to do with it uh, quite. And I, I, you know, calls himself the greatest. A lot of people call him the greatest because he says he's the greatest. But there are definite, my thing was there's definite arguments um, against him being the greatest of all time in his sport. And that's probably because of weight classes you know there's better there, there's guys you could consider better pound for pound there's guys who've never lost um you know with with a significant amount of fights and you know great fighters under their belt uh great fighters faced under their belt tyson uh mayweather um you know obviously tyson lost but he beat fucking everybody on the way so um and so did mayweather pacquiao you could say that about as well except for mayweather um so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that he should, I didn't think he should be the boxer on the list if they were going to put a boxer on the list. Yeah. I mean, so the reason why he's considered the greatest, aside from the fact that he constantly shouted at people that he was, is more so the totality of the man yes. and not just his sports career. So yeah, there was a point that. in time where I actually had him as number one because of that, mm. just because because of the magnitude of the man and what he sacrificed and what he was able to accomplish and the people he was able to reach and the integrity that he showed. And I mean, part of the reason he isn't the greatest boxer of all time is because he spent his entire prime in jail. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, and then the flip side of that for me personally, and I know a lot of people probably weren't like me years ago and haven't watched a ton of ESPN classic boxing, but, I've seen a lot of it. And uh, for me personally, the greatest boxer of all time is Sugar Ray Robinson, Robinson. not Leonard Robinson. So Ali had, and I don't have this number in front of me, but he had 56 total victories, I believe, um, or wins, whatever. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson had, I believe, 174 career victories. And he did it winning belts in three different weight classes. He moved like a ballroom dancer and he could basically throw a punch from any angle, create any sort of punch or strike tactic that you could think of. He was, he was legitimately like a perfect weapon. So that's, that's why I don't have Ali ranked as high as many people probably think he should be who are listening to this. Ali 56 and five career. Uh, Tommy, what's your um, rationale? Honestly, I'll just – both of you pretty much just I, – I have nothing to add. Everything you just said was in my own head. Cool. Oh, great. Uh, I just did not think – yeah, I, I just uh, <laughs> did not think he was even the greatest of his sport. It's the debate scene from old school. Yeah, I feel like the people are like, he's the greatest. We have nothing to add. Yeah, the, yeah that, was that, was, that was perfect. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Phelps, or sorry, not Phelps. Uh, Ali uh, Tarasi is next, so she comes in at eighth. 
with 39 points. So she just cleared Ali. Um, I, I'm not up on her in her professional context, but I am aware of her domination of the game in college. Um, and I, I definitely support her inclusion on the list. I think she's appropriately placed um, at eighth. Um, I believe Alex would disagree because he has her at fourth on his list. Uh, I'll just yeah, go to I'm Al for this one. Um, so I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I, I want to be schooled in Tarasi. Tommy, yeah. me and you, me so, and you have her. I have her seventh. You have her, or I have her eighth. You have her ninth, and Al has her fourth. So Al, uh, show your work. Okay, so um, I am going to give you a list of uh, of. I'm going to give you her resume, basically. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about her. And then I'm going to get into why she's better than Serena in terms of Lady Goat. So mm. you keep, here we you go. Keep, I, I need to make a phone call. You keep that going. We'll keep recording. I'm going to mute myself, though. But you guys keep talking. Okay. okay. So three-time WNBA champion, two-time WNBA finals MVP, WNBA regular season MVP, nine-time all-star, 10-time all-first team, four-time all-second team, rookie of the year, five-time scoring champion, assist leader, six-time peak performer, which is basically WNBA's version of like silver slugger, golden glove kind of thing. Okay. Uh, she is the all-time scoring leader in the WNBA. Four-time so right? USA Basketball Female Athlete of the Year, 2006, 2010, 2012, 2016, which basically means she was the best player on four loaded Olympic teams, where she won four Olympic gold medals, three world championship gold medals, one world championship bronze, six EuroLeague championships, seven-time Russian National League champion, three-time Russian Cup winner, three-time Russian League Player of the Year, Turkish National League champion, Turkish Cup winner, three-time NCAA champion, two-time NCAA tournament most outstanding player, Wade Trophy Award winner, which basically means the best female college player, two-time Honda Sports Award, best female collegiate athlete, two-time Naismith Award, basically the Heisman, the United States Basketball Association uh, of Writers, Women's National Player of the Year, AP College of the Year, two-time Nancy Lieberman Award, which means she was the best female point guard in college, two-time Big East Player of the Year, 2003-2004. So she also, she missed basically the entire 2012 season due to injuries. So who knows how much more impressive her resume would already look. So a final tally of professional championships is 21. That's not including seven gold medals, three NCAA titles. And unlike Serena Williams, she didn't have the opportunity to win four titles a year. Williams has the chance to win four grand slams every year. So if Jordan or Brady or Tarasi had the chance to win four chips a year, they'd probably have won more. Now, you can make the argument for Serena for best female athlete with, well, it was just her by herself, no team to help her. Fine, fair, but she also didn't have anyone to fuck anything up or to blame failures on, except line judges who she's been quite brutal on. She also didn't have to anyone to lead or anyone whose mistakes she had to make up for. And all I'm saying is Serena's fame, fame is far greater 
But Diana Taurasi has never even sniffed a PED test, let alone have a committee of people show up at her home. And I quote, June 14th, 2018 from Deadspin. A previously unreported conflict of sorts over an unannounced USA DA drug test at Serena Williams residence in Florida. A doping control officer showed up to test Williams at 8.30 a.m. when she was not home. The officer refused to leave until Williams had been tested. There was a standoff. The test was not administered. Williams called Women's Tennis Association CEO Steve Simon to discuss the test and what she felt was unfair targeting. Simon put Williams in touch with yada yada yada, the CEO of the USADA. Simon was quoted telling Deadspin, she shared with me some concerns and questions she had about an out of competition drug test. So the best tennis player of all time is calling the CEO of the WTA to complain about a drug test. That sounds suspect. Um, so I, I did a little bit more digging and I, I wondered what else I might find. This is from an article, tennis.com. In 2016, Williams was revealed to receive several therapeutic use exemptions, TUEs, from the International Tennis Federation. These were made public when Russian hackers broke into the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, database and release confidential data on 29 athletes, including TUEs for Williams and other tennis players, including her sister, Venus, Rafael Nadal, and Petra Kvitkova, or however you pronounce her name. Now, Richard McLaurin, author of the McLaurin Report about Russian doping at the Sochi Games and a professor at Western University, Key rules are sometimes not properly followed for such exemptions. It's a problem. It needs some significant tightening. The way the TUE system operates, there's too much elasticity and uh, too much elasticity in the decision making, end quote. So Williams tested positive for a few things, including Oxy, but here's the four that stood out to me. Forgive me for butchering these names in advance. Prednisone. That's correct. Prednisolone. Mm-hmm. Triamisolone and uh, formoterol. Now, these are all corticosteroids, which reduce swelling and inflammation and also heighten physiological functions. Translation for the audience. Physiological functions means it improves both the heart's ability to plump blood and lung capacity. There were three other TUEs were also given for similar substances in 2010, plus all that and Margaret Court still has the record of 24 championships more than Williams, who has 23. So that's my Diana Taurasi and Serena Williams take. Your uh, rebuttal? Well, you don't got to get all damn. I didn't. Your <laughs> I didn't know you were, Why are you yelling at people? You were, man? I you were just cool. Whoa. Taurasi. This is supposed to be a friendly, I mean, friendly were... talk about competition and sport, man. You don't got to be. Yeah, all... no. And I just, I, mean, I think I just scorched that. So proceed. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you, you, all, right, all right, hold on, hold on. Stop stunning people. All right, buddy, I want you to relax. <laughs> should okay. I should I just drop my my headphones? Uh, I think this podcast is over. We're not going to re- reveal the remaining. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, well, okay. So my, and I'm sure you saw our faces during that. Uh... I, I didn't actually. Oh well, I don't well, have my video on. 
Mine's were, uh, my face was uh, like the conceited gif. Uh, and Tommy's was um, also of some confusion. I think it's just, but not because of what you relate, but just because I had no idea that she was sniffing or coming close to tests. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. It does not affect my placement on, on the list, or placement on the list, though. Okay, not either. I only have her. I only have her two above Tarasi. You know what I mean? Alex obviously taking taking issue with that. No, no. I mean, I mean, if you want to to have someone who's clearly been blood doping and for Motorol yeah. is clearly is a stretch. Clearly, it's a stretch. No, she is no, no, young. no, a lot of that was no. presumptuous. No positive tests. That shit was two years ago. Like, yeah, and you're like she she called the CEO of the WTA, which is that, shady that is, as that is, hell. That is that is shady as shit. I'll give you that. That's definitely shady. That's shady I mean, as she shit. She's and she's getting she's getting she's getting these therapeutic excuses, but fomoterol is a substance that is used in medications for asthmatic children. So why is a professional athlete taking that sort of medicine? That doesn't add up at all. She might like have at all. Yeah, Actually, I don't know. Actually, I remember her always somewhat having an inhaler. Is that just me? Or am I making that up? You could be. Is that, is I that mean, specific, I mean, having an inhaler and then having something that is meant for something completely. Di- it it seems shady as hell to me. That's all. Right. all. I mean, well, um. All right. So. Well, that was fun. Uh, let's That's, go. I mean, still that said, I mean, I can rebuttal if you would like me to. Go ahead, Thomas. Go I, for it. I, I have no rebuttal. I, I was just surprised about the the drug test uh, or the lack thereof. Um, but yeah, again, so... I, I will. I would. I would urge the emphasis on the word exemption. Okay. Yes, and the doctor who said that those rules on the exemptions need to be tightened up because there is so much elasticity in the decision making. I mean and that's, that's an expert who does that's, this shit. You that's, know? that's 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 a it is what it is kind of thing. The rules are the rules at present. If if it, if they can't tighten up their own house, I mean they caught they caught a very famous tennis player with the same or not with the same rules, but Sharapova tested positive for some shit. She was out for however long. I mean if they wanted to catch Serena they could catch Serena. I think that I think the beef might be uh, that they probably don't want to. Yeah. And I, that and was I, kind of what yeah, I was yeah, alluding yeah. to. Yeah, they, if, yeah the exemptions that, and, and the... like I feel like this would, and also kind of, yeah, you could see it both ways where it's like if she was actually really doing something legal, I feel like that would be front page news. Yeah. I mean, this woman changed tennis, her and her yeah. sister. They, they, but, they literally changed how we view women's sports. You can, you can equate serena to tennis as tiger to golf but that stops when you look at who's behind serena coming up and who's behind tiger coming up you got guys coming up behind tiger right you got spieth you got kepka you got all those guys you know after serena and maybe osaka that's it there's no one else in that game so it, it makes sense at least that in they terms would, of like on a world right, scale. But, I, th- yeah. I think in time, terms of a world scale, but like they, I don't believe I have that stat actually in front of me, but like on a world scale, like she, so the Williams sisters, both of them have changed how we look at women's sports. Oh, 100%. Entirely. No doubt. 100%. Yeah. So, and, and I they also, they also have that Brady longevity. It, so I, 
Yeah, like I yep. can't look. Yeah, she she is the only woman to actually win a Grand Slam in three de- three separate decades. I mean, for a sport that you're old at 29, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and like, she's still crushing it. Yeah, like I said, but like again, three separate decades that woman won a championship. I guess anyone could crush it with some therapeutic use exceptions or some avocado ice cream. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we are already past the time we're supposed to go past. I can give this another little while. Uh, I might have to top off and let you guys continue it. Um, well, how much more do we have left? Because we, we got really... a lot, man. This shit is this shit's rambling. I love it. This is good content right here. I mean, do we want to make, make this a two-parter or something? <laughs> no, nah, let's just finish it up. I, I can I can stretch. Well, who do we up. have? Who do we have left? Yeah, yeah. Phelps is next at uh, forty-one points. Swimming. Yeah, let's get and that. my previous my previous argument just about how you can compile gold medals and they they kind of they just don't carry the same weight that the championships do because there's all these different events and so much more opportunity to win and right. Tommy has Phelps the highest of the three of us, and he gave him four points. So I don't think it's worth discussion. I have him last, and uh, Al has him second to last. So all right, the highest written in vote person finished sixth it's babe ruth at 48 points who we kind of already touched on we did yeah uh (laughs) the next person fifth place with 63 points is serena williams who we kind of just touched on didn't we didn't just touch on her al fucking kicked her over i mean i mean i i kind of want to come to her defense on that one i mean that woman won 90 percent of her matches yes but it's also yeah i mean yes impressive stat but like think of it's it's sheer volume of like what you're able to accomplish in that sport because there's so many slams there's so many title matches there's so many opens and she and she doesn't have the most yeah no so So, this is is just what i've pulled up for she's 30 377 45 90 of her matches 37 titles no one had more than no one else had more than 26 She's ranked number one for 196 weeks, and that's more time spent atop the start of the decade than the next two women combined. She reached the finals at 52.7% of the tournaments she entered, which I don't know. It's uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe that's a higher percentage than Brady. It's not. Uh, next on the list is Sharapova at 29.2. Oh, yeah, right. 12 Grand Slam wow. titles in the deck. In uh, The next closest person is three. Uh, she reached the finals in 19 of the 33 major tournaments. This is this is, and these numbers are just this deck, our last decade. That is just 2010 to 2019, and arguably the tail end of her career. And that is even not even talking about what she has done. Like I said, for the sport, she has a winning record against all of her rivals. Her, uh, she said, women changed women's tennis, which I said, uh, dominated women's tennis in both singles and doubles, boosted ratings for women's tennis, and she's all. Altered the complexion of the sport, just entirely. Like before, not even just as a woman dominating it. I mean, have is I. I mean, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth by speaking, but is she like the first uh, black woman to really dominate a sport? A sport is that was predominantly white folks. Is she like Pro- that? Probably is not. She that color, like is she that? I think you breaker? could. I think you could put Cheryl Miller on that list. I think you could put. Okay, I get. I haven't uh, gone too deep into. Oh, it. yeah. I mean, white, but that's. Right. Yeah. But I that's mean, yeah, the, Cheryl was basketball. Yeah. That's that's True, different. He, well, he said a sport. So. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, but tennis is. I, I understand what Tommy was saying because tennis is such a gentrified. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's like Caucasian a, yeah. fucking sport. You know. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, apologies in advance to all the white people who listen to this. Um, so <laughs> I think that uh, coupled, I think that coupled with that argument, then this actually, well, no, this is actually coupled with Al's argument or, or further bolster mine, which is that decade of hers and the tail end of her career, which you'd have to call it that, can also speak to the weakness of the talent behind because there's there's no if you said the next person had was it three three what's in the decade uh oh shit majors uh three shit that's the wrong thing yeah something like that so it's it's osaka and she's you know uh grand slam titles so it's osaka 12 over the over just in one decade she won 12 grand slam titles the next closest person uh Oh, yeah. No, uh, one person won three. The only other woman to won more than two over that decade. And it was Osaka, yes? The three? Uh, Kerber. Angelique Kerber. Kerber. Jesus. Um, <laughs> right? I mean... The dismissiveness. Well, way, Kerber? Kerber. Kerber. Um, do, have you ever heard of Angelique Kerber before you Google that stat? Like, no. You know what I mean? There's, no. there's significant no. weakness behind her in the sport at the time. At this time, and the next, the next closest person was Sharapova, and the next closest person behind her was Venus. So, yeah, you know that sport hasn't seen. You know, there's no heir to that throne um, right now. And again, I mentioned Osaka as the closest, but yeah. um, I feel like in ten years that might be different. I agree. I agree. I think well, yeah. Osaka's as I go. Uh, the the chick who um, beat Serena at the U.S. Open was it last year? Uh, I forget her name right now. Uh, Andrescu. She's as I go. You know, uh, that's a young, it's a young sport, but you got to get your legs under there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and also it's, a, I mean, you know, it's a lonely sport. It is. Yeah. You got to like, have the mental. That's, that's one of the things that I, I really do tip my cap to her with is that she's been able to stick with this for as long as she has. Count, you know, counter, because counter to that though, she's, she got Venus and their, her dad is a ball buster too. So yeah. And her sister. There's a little yeah. bit of. Yeah, you know, there and her coach has been with her forever too. That guy that cheated that time. Yes, another <laughs> dubious moment where he yeah. was like giving her fucking hand signals and shit yeah. from the stands. Well, I mean, but cheaters never win, right? And she lost. So, um, to Naomi Osaka, by the way. All right, so let's move on. Let's get into our final four. These are the final four that I would think would be most on most people's lists. Okay, in whatever order you may have them. The next two are tied at 69. Nice. Nice. Um, Woods and Brady, we have them tied at 69. Real quick, just by a comparison. I have Woods Woods at second. I have Brady at third. Al has Brady at third and Woods at sixth. Tommy has Woods at third and Brady also at sixth. Um, Brady to me, I have him in third, like I said, and it's like, obviously this podcast episode and that graphic that we're basing this on is because Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl last week, last week, um, or earlier this week, I guess you would say, but I think that, um, he's got the, he's got the records. He's got the domination. It's, I mean, it's, it's telling that no, that one of us put Tom Brady, number one, one. And only one of us put him second. 
So, and that's not, they obviously not the same person. I don't know why I said that, but uh, one second, one first for him. So I think that the, I think he's in the right spot at fourth. And I think that, I think there's some recency bias um, pretty heavily. Um, Cause Tom Brady wins, but like, he's not a dominant football player. You know not I mean? all of his championships are because of him. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, one like, of the biggest things, you know, um, like what, I mean, yeah. don't hey, get you, me wrong. You guys I continue. fucking I love that man. Yeah. You guys go ahead. I gotta take one second. Okay. Yep. No yeah. worries. I mean, you know, and I think I speak for just about everyone born in new England. I fucking love Tom Brady. Um, But it's, you know, and people can say, oh, well, he went to Tampa and made them a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, they were, they were loaded. They have a lot of, of great players on that team. Um, Some of those players went there because of him, like two or three of them. Um, But it's just, it's such a team sport. Yes. The quarterback is like the most important position. It really is. But there's so many other things that are factored in to just to a football team's victory. Right. Like Aaron, Ro- if it was just based off of the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers would have more titles. Oh, know? 100%. Yeah, that is, in my opinion, probably the ultimate team game. Mm-hmm. Where if there's one cog not working, that could ruin everything. So absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm you just you, you just you saw right. it in this Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen in Patrick Mahomes was shut down because the offensive line was decimated. Yeah. I don't even think they were that decimated. I think they just lost their tackles. No, they 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 had had oh they, they had, had, had lots right. of it, it started earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, oh, they were good. down okay. a lot from their championship team. Yeah. And even even that so like God. That was just such a dominant performance by the defense. That defense was dominant. Brady just did his thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was you know, and Logan and I touched on this last week. It was really it was one on both sides of the line. It was the offensive line um, for both teams that really yeah. completely changed the outcome of the game more more yeah. so than anything. And also, and I have to say this again because he did such an incredible job. Todd Bowles oh. aced that Super Bowl. I mean, that was about as good a defensive performance from from a play calling standpoint that that I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, they shut down that offense. That is probably one of the most that is probably one of the scariest offenses I have ever seen yeah. in terms of what they can do at any given moment. And they held them to three field goals. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes did not score a touchdown for the no. first time since he was in like high school or something <laughs> like that, which Seriously. is just, that's it. Like they had him running. Did you see that stat where uh, he ran over 500 yards? Yeah. He ran like for, yeah, about 500 yards, just running, just, just running just, away just from running away. Jack Barrett and David. And yeah. And still <sighs> almost made that touchdown pass. Do you remember that one where it was just like he was sideways from the ground? Like he was completely speed. horizontal, parallel to the ground, hit the dude threw the, the ball, and it hit him right in the face, and he couldn't <laughs> catch it. I mean, if it was just sheer. But like in Hill's defense, it was it was Tyreek Hill who dropped that, right? Uh, uh, no, horizon- it was uh, Will- uh, it was Williams thirty-one. I forget what his name, uh, his real name, his first name is. But uh, oh. Williams, they're running back. They hit him Got it. right in the beak. 
I mean, but it, so in his defense, this random Williams 31, whose name we don't know. Um, I'll Google it while you talk. Yeah. Okay. Like, can you really blame him for not being ready for that pass? <laughs> at all. No, not at all. <laughs> like, oh, Pat's, oh my God, the ball's in my face. Uh, Daryl Williams. Just Daryl like, Williams. Hey. It's like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's not going to do, oh my God. Like, just, <laughs> he, he look, like, if you actually look at the picture of him getting hit in the face, it looks like he's trying to give someone a hug and he just got punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, completely not expecting it. So That's absolutely I mean, hysterical. As, much like that was a dominant game, but I'm with you in terms of how like Brady Brady's he, actual placement. Yeah, I mean he is the greatest quarterback of all time. He is the greatest. Yeah, without a doubt. But in terms of this list, like listing off the stats, like Gretzky and the, the stats I have a tight or Jordan, like he doesn't he he doesn't beat them. And I mean, you know, making it to ten Super Bowls. Absolutely yeah, unbelievable. Funny. Winning seven of them, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. But I only give Jordan the bump over him on my list because the impact of one person in basketball and in hockey for Gretzky is way more. It just is. One man can completely change things a lot more than than the quarterback can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Where did you have uh, Jordan? So you had Jordan at two. I was, I was Gretzky, Jordan, Brady. Oh, you went one, two, three with them. Okay. I, I, I Who had Brady fourth for some? I thought you had him fourth for some reason. No, I have Tarasi fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had Brady. God, I forgot I had Brady so low. But I, for me in my own rankings, like I definitely had more of a bias towards individual, like the individual athletes. Like I said earlier, Gretzky's number one. Yeah. And uh, why I justified having uh, Michael Jordan so much lower. And you're a, you're a big basketball guy. I can, I can feel the under, the under anger already with me just not having Jordan in my top two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely penalize them a little bit for having uh being on an, a team because i don't think he wins those without rodman uh just because you you need boards and honestly rodman is definitely he was fucking dominant but that's another conversation uh what the fuck was i just saying i don't know um but, <laughs> but yeah, also i, I mean just, i started clicking things yeah so um to the to the jordan point um yes. like yeah, for us it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard it's like i get i get what you're saying with like you don't think he wins without rodman or pippen or phil jackson mm. and yes i guess you can make that argument but i mean the fact of the matter is he did go up against some really great teams i mean that the phoenix team that he beat um Charles Barkley's MVP season, they were loaded. Um, that's Seattle Supersonics team had Kemp and Peyton and Shrimp all in their like at their apex. Um, like and and also those incredibly abusive and bruising New York Knicks teams that he also had to to go up against. Like he he went up against some rough competition and some pretty loaded teams. So I mean it, I feel like that kind of is a wash, to be honest with you. Between uh, Jordan Woods? 
Um, no, no, no. Just like the, just the whole, like having, having these guys at his disposal sort of thing. Oh, you know? okay. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For like, I was really trying to put Jordan up higher on my list. Like I really tried, but I just, I couldn't. You're a known racist. Like, so it's fine. I, was, I mean, well, <laughs> over Tiger. Um, anyway, no, totally just... no, three of, three of his top four are black dudes. So I can't really say that. Um, <laughs> I, I just, completely interrupted. Sorry, I had to take a phone call. Um, because no, you know, because I'm I'm rich now, so I take phone calls. Um, you're a very important man. Where did we Where did we Um, where did we end? Where did I just interrupt? Coming uh, we no, I mean we were story. we were somewhat filibustering until you yeah. uh you got back. So we had talked about Brady and the Super Bowl, and well, I'm back. Um, and um, cool. then we, I mean, we're we're just about wrapped up because cool. we talked about why we placed you know Jordan and why and and kind of you know that whole thing so yeah. i don't know if you have any closing thoughts about brady or brady's overall placement on the list or i don't i think i got into it before i uh took that uh you know successful man's phone call um i <laughs> i just i mean I, I i said it i don't think that i don't think that he's singularly responsible for his yeah you know, and that's setting. basically the consensus that yeah he's just not and yeah, not, certainly, too. and that's why I have Jordan and Woods above him. Talk about singular responsibility. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, who's Gretzky, Jordan. Jordan I have Jordan Woods. one and Woods two. Um, okay. But here's the thing too. So, and I mentioned this earlier, I guess this would be my closing thought. Um, we, we said earlier that, you know, in 10 years, this list could be different because you might have a, a baseball person, you know, a Mike Trout might have been named on the list instead of having a question mark when no representation for baseball at all. Um, I, I think that even after this conversation, I, you know, can see some of the flaws on my list potentially. I think I should have Williams higher. I think I should definitely have Gretzky higher. Um, and at this point, I might, I potentially would even move Gretzky up to as high as third. Um, but that, that would not change, you know, would give him two more points. It wouldn't change his placing on the, the consensus list. Um, but you know, there's obviously it's, it's hard to make accomplishments analogous across sports, right? So, you know, a championship is a championship in the four major sports rings are rings, but you know, how many, you know, masters equals, a Super Bowl, right? It's not, it's not one to one. You know, same with any other three um of the majors in that sport, and same with all the majors in tennis, and same with all of your gold medals in the Olympics every four years, and same with you know boxing matches and shit like that. Um, and how do you in boxing in boxing, you're wearing a belt for a period of time or a number of fights, like how many, how much time equals a Super Bowl? How much, you know, it's gotta be years and years. How many, you know, what fight, what signature wins equals, you know. So that was the hardest thing I think about this was to try to figure out a way to justify um, equaling yeah, those quantifiable. Across. Yeah, and you'll and I think that you'll notice um, that across the top of our the you know top fives of our list, um, except for Brian's inclusion of Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> um, I think that there's clearness about those accomplishments closer to the uh, how each individual equated those accomplishments at the top and at the bottom it's not necessarily less accomplishment but it's harder to equate right yeah that's why that's why Messi is in the bottom three of everyone's list 
That's why Ali is in the bottom three of half of our lists. That's why Phelps doesn't make it higher than fifth mm-hmm. on any of our lists. You know what I mean? Um, so, but it was a, it was a fun exercise. And again, like, you know, we're, we're probably going to do some form of this again in the future, whether it's, um, it'll yeah, it'll be Rushmore's, but we could do something like this again too, you know, within a sport or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Um, Cause we're all about content, baby. You got to fill them hours, son. You know what I mean? So um, you guys got anything else to add or you guys already did your conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm we're pretty good. Good. All right. Well, I told my wife um, that after uh, our first episode back, we all awkwardly said, I love you to each other. And she <laughs> said that that's the way that all episodes should end from now on. So I love you, Tommy. I love you, Alex. Love you so much. See you guys. I love you guys. Oh, so such beautiful. So hard. Gentlemen. Love you guys right in the butt. Okay. <laughs> 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 love, you. love you guys all right y'all we'll talk to you guys soon later guys yep. bye bye guys